determination, hard work, and tenacity are all traits that successful athletes possess. Today's guest understands this firsthand as his persistence helped to earn him a spot on the UNC men's fencing team. Keep listening to learn more about how today's guest went from participating in his sport solely to fulfill an academic requirement to later becoming a junior Olympian. Welcome to Beyond the Hill. This is your co-host, Tyler Coffey. Beyond the Hill is a podcast seeking to give UNC student-athletes a platform to share their stories. For today's episodes, we are joined by Will Joseph of the fencing team to speak about his journey within his sport. Will, thank you for being here. Let's share your story. Why did you choose to come to Carolina? Was it motivated by your interest in fencing or other benefits of the campus? So being from Charlotte, I've been around UNC my whole life. I've got friends who went to UNC before I did. I've got family who went to other ACC schools. I've got basically a bunch of connections. So when I was looking at where I wanted to go to college, UNC was always one of the top options on that list. Uh, it doesn't hurt that, you know, in-state tuition's real nice and uh, I'm close enough to home that I can go back for breaks and all that without having to take a plane. But fencing actually didn't really play into it that much. Uh, because I started so late, I was never really uh, on the table as a recruit. So if I was going to fence anywhere, I'd have to do it as a walk-on. Now, I did end up you know, walking on here, but uh, there was never any guarantee of that. So when I came to school, I was operating under the assumption that I probably wouldn't be fencing. So I mostly came because uh, I love Carolina. I've loved Carolina for a while. Uh, when I took my tour, it happened to be absolutely pouring rain. Probably the, the worst possible situation you could have for a college tour. But I still managed to absolutely adore the campus while I was here. I drove down myself and just walked around kind of on my own a couple times just to kind of get associated with the campus, figure out where everything was. Gave me a chance to look at some of the athletics stuff that I never took an official athletics tour, so I never got to see all that stuff on my own. Coming and getting to see it individually helped me, like, make my decision. Of, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to spend the next four or five years of my life. For our listeners, take some time to explain where your interest in fencing began. Yeah, so I was actually in a really weird situation. Um, I didn't touch a fencing weapon until I was about 15 years old. So I used to be really into theater. Uh, I worked at a theater as a technical intern, performed at a theater doing professional shows. I've been around stage and theater stuff my entire life, basically. So during that, I was in a conservatory program at a major theater in Charlotte. And as part of that program, they required that you either take a dance class or you be in a sport. So they basically wanted to have some program where you'd learn to move with your body and keep yourself coordinated. I absolutely hate dancing. Like, it is my least favorite thing to do. Cannot stand dancing. So that was off the table immediately. And I had to look into different sports options. I, I entertained a couple of different things. The only thing that really stuck with me in my head was like, kind of want to try fencing. So I found an introductory class at a fencing club in Charlotte, and I took that class over the course of a couple weeks, fell in love with it, and told the head coach there, hey, I'd really want to keep up with this. Like, what do you recommend I do? How do you think I should stick with this? And he basically looked me up and down. He saw I was, at the time, I was 15, and I was already like 5'10", 5'11". I was left-handed, had relatively good feet under me. He basically said, Keep fencing at bay, and you'll probably you'll probably do pretty well. So I stuck with at bay. Um, I fenced two and a half, three hours a night for basically the rest of that time. And uh, within the first month or two, I found out there was a local competition happening at Georgia Tech. So it was a it was a really big event. There were a lot of people there. 
Uh, it was going to be the Georgia Tech uh, event. It happens every year. I'm actually going to it again this upcoming weekend. But um, it's one of the biggest ones in the Southeast that's not like a big national event. I went to that event with absolutely like no idea what to expect. I didn't own any of my own equipment. I had never fenced any kind of tournament style bout before. I had barely even fenced electric back in my home club. So I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. Um, I reached out to an equipment vendor who was going to be there and bought all of my protective gear. So like the, the helmet, the mask, the, all of the whites, everything like that. And uh, my mom in high school was actually friends with a man named Craig Harkins, who was actually a UNC fencing alum who started a very popular fencing blog that had just recently shut down around that time. And he happened to have a bunch of old product samples in his garage. So my first fencing weapons were a bunch of old product samples, uh, some of which were older than I was probably, that I wired up and put together basically on site at that event. You know, I... I got my ass handed to me. I wasn't I wasn't winning everything back to back, back to back. But, you know, I had a great time and I really enjoyed the competitive aspect of it. I really enjoyed the people that I met. Some of the people that I met at that event are still like people I talk to and interact with to this day. And that really got the ball rolling. After that, I was just tournament after tournament after tournament. I just wanted to get better. I wanted to get better. At the time, I saw everyone had these like rankings after their name in the in like the the pool sheet. And I'd go, wow, I really wonder how can I get like an E next to my name? How can I get like a D next to my name? So I started looking into like how competitive rankings were, you know, how I could improve, how I could make myself better. So it was kind of a it was kind of a love at first sight when I started. I just got really into it really fast. That sounds really good. Okay, you've already kind of spoke about this already, but tell us about your journey at fencing at Chapel Hill. My journey to fence at Chapel Hill was actually kind of a, a windy and messy road. So back when I first started out. I was going to the the biggest tournament and the largest tournament in the world by number of people entered, but it's not like a huge deal internationally. It's just like the biggest one that the U.S. hosts it's called Summer Nationals. Uh, it happens every year around 4th of July. I barely qualified by the skin of my teeth, which if you know fencing, you know qualifying for Summer Nationals. In like the younger age brackets that I was in at the time, it's not necessarily like a huge accomplishment, but I was really proud of myself because I was like, oh, I've done this cool thing. I qualified for this cool big event. Uh, looking back, you know, it was it was kind of a given, but it's it's a really like fun event to go to. So I was doing a summer camp that was meant to prepare people for going there. Uh, I was taking the summer camp at a club very close to here called Apex Fencing Academy. Uh, and one of the coaches at Apex Fencing Academy at the time was Matthew Jednak, who now coaches the UNC team. He was running the camp with the help of one of the UNC fencers at the time. And together, they kind of inadvertently pitched the school to me, like neither of them really intended to. But uh, I kept hearing about like stories from their time here or like things that they had done like as a team and stuff like that. And I kept hearing those and going like, man, it would be really cool to be on a college team. I already kind of knew that I wanted to go to Carolina. Actually, fencing on Carolina was going to be a whole different story. Before I came in, I actually met with Jednak quite a few times. The coaches go to almost every national event to like, check in and talk to recruits and talk to prospects and kind of get the lay of the land, understand who's doing well, who they should be looking at, that kind of stuff. Very basic recruiting responsibilities. So I sent unlimited numbers of emails to Matthew Jednak trying to get like any response at all. At the time, I was ranked the second lowest available rating in the USFA. I was on a on what's called the national points list which is a tracking number that basically shows like 
where you're ranked within the top competitive fencers of this age bracket. I was on the junior national points list, but just barely. I had kind of lucked my way into it, and I didn't have any really notable results. I had a couple meetings in person, and the sentiment was basically like, hey, we can't really recruit you. We can't really promise you anything. We don't really know if there will be room for you, even if you do get into the school. We definitely can't help you get into the school. But, you know, my I, I sent emails. I talked every single time I could. And eventually my persistence boiled down to, hey, there's you and there's one other guy that are both kind of pestering me right now. I will give you both the option to try out when you get on campus and we'll work from there. I was accepted into Carolina. I knew I was going to go. I committed to go here. And then it was about a month after I got on campus when we finally worked out the scheduling for that tryout. I have probably never been more nervous for a moment than I was for my first tryout for this team. I was terrified. I went in basically knowing nothing of what to expect. I had known that I was going to be doing a tryout, and I knew the basic outline of what I was going to be doing. I had worked with a trainer to make sure that I was in good enough physical shape that I wouldn't like embarrass myself if I had to do like five push-ups. I'd made sure that like my footwork was looking better than it had ever been. Like I was trying to make sure that I wasn't like fidgeting around with my blade, doing anything like stupid. But I came in and it was me and the other guy. And in between knowing that we had the tryout and getting on campus, me and the other guy who was competing for the spot, Zach Kofroth, we interacted a bunch. We like ran into each other at tournaments and stuff like that. We had, we had gotten to be relatively close. So there was no like competition between us. We were both like hoping and praying that we'd both get it. The tryout went well in my mind, but overall, I didn't leave feeling too optimistic. Um, I got back to my dorm, and we didn't actually hear anything back for about two weeks while they deliberated, and they kind of procrastinated sending us that email now. The, the email that I got was basically, hey, we decided we're not going to accept any walk-ons this year. Neither of you really demonstrated what we would have needed to see for it to be worth room and space that we would need on the team. We have a really overstuffed men's FA team this year. We can't really fit any more people on it. We can offer you a spot this year, but if you'd like to stick around and work as a team manager for the rest of this year, um, we can take another shot at it when the spring semester, come, when, uh, spring semester comes or next fall and kind of see where you're at then and we can maybe change our decision if it turns out that like we've missed something and you're doing better than we thought and then attached to that was like a list of things that they had noticed him and the assistant coach had noticed about like my fencing when they had watched me at events what kind of things they had seen like what they wanted to see in the future as improvements and it was like that that became my like holy bible for a couple of months while I put my head down I accepted that manager position me and Zach both accepted that manager position and uh, yeah, rejection, blah, 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 blah. I don't take rejection of that kind of sort very well. Um, it tends to make me incredibly motivated to go out and do something about it. So almost immediately, I got myself a membership at a local club, um, Apex Fencing Academy. Wonderful, wonderful people there. And I went there almost every night, uh, essentially on my own dime, paying for zip cars or hitching rides with friends that I knew who like had the ability to get there. I was there as much as I possibly could be. I kept doing tournaments. Um, one of the advantages of being the manager was I was able to travel with the team to national events that were technically open for entry to non-collegiate fencers. So I traveled with the team to, I think, three different national events or NACs while 
I was working as the manager, and that was really important because I probably wouldn't have been able to go to those without the without the team paying for like my travel and board. I had to pay my own entry fees, but like not having to pay for a plane ticket, not having to pay for a hotel, really, really helped me a lot. In that time, I went from a D rating, which is the second lowest, to a B rating, which is the second highest. Not a not a huge thing. Ratings aren't everything. They're really hit or miss where they can like be but you know I got a little bit more of those national points I was starting to look a lot better as a prospect and then the first semester ended in the beginning of the second semester uh, we were starting to establish like hey here's when we might want to do another tryout we're thinking like late February early March but we didn't end up getting to have that second tryout because the team flew me out to the Junior Olympics which you hear Junior Olympics you think it's a big deal it's not really that big of a deal like as a tournament it's a it's essentially the national championship for anyone under the age of 20. This was like a, it was like, at the time it was a huge level of competition for me. I was not nervous, but like, I I didn't really expect much of myself at it. Um, the night before I competed, I basically worked with some friends from another club nearby that were there. We basically fenced each other and practiced until like they kicked us out of the convention center. So when I actually got there and started competing, my day of competition was really, really slow at the beginning. I came out of pools with like a four and two record. I was seated like somewhere out of a field of like 350. I was seated in like, I think the low hundreds. Um, so like not bad, but I wasn't really looking for, I wasn't really expecting a, a good result. But um, the first two rounds of competition went by and um, I won my first one pretty handily, and my second one was actually against the younger brother of one of our teammates. So that was a that was a fun little thing, um, Xavier Hilbert's younger brother. The rounds just kind of kept coming, and I kept winning. And uh, the way it works is we fence a pool into a single elimination bracket. Okay. I I basically saw the milestones that I had achieved before kind of passing me by. So it was like, you made it into the round of 128. You've made it into the round of the 64. Now you're in top 32. Now you're in top 16. Oh my God, you just made it to top eight. You've just medaled at the Junior Olympics. So I I won my round of 16 bout that would bring me into the top eight. And uh, <laughs> the coach wasn't actually technically allowed to coach me at this event because it was a he was an NCAA coach. I wasn't one of his fencers. It would have been NCAA recruiting, blah, 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 whole mess. But he pulls me aside after, he's obviously watching because at this point, no one else from UNC is still in. I'm the only one there. He's watching, he pulls me aside after that win and he goes, okay, maybe we don't have to host a tryout for you this upcoming season. You know, you've clearly demonstrated that you can work on your own and that you can make the improvements I want you to make. Uh, we're going to offer you a spot starting in the fall. So that was how I got accepted. Uh, I ended up winning that round of eight bout, and then I lost my semifinal bout terribly. I got absolutely rolled. It was, like, not even close. It's the only time that a bout that I was in has ever been, like, live-streamed on YouTube. And it's just me getting absolutely torn apart by this guy. That day ended, and I went home with my medal, and like that was it. That was I. I was officially on the team from that point on. Like I, I started in this fall, and uh, yeah. Wow, no, that that's amazing. That's from the managerial role to being a part of the fencing team and just grinding it out. I mean, all props to you, seriously. Um, all props to you. I would say now, like now that you're here. Like, what are your goals with fencing? Like, what do you have planned in the future? You're only a sophomore. You have a bunch of time. Yeah, so um, I'm an academic sophomore, athletically redshirt freshman right now. Right. You know, for the long term, um, I want to help this team do do more. I think that we have 
a lot of the pieces in place that we can make a push towards some pretty cool stuff. We did pretty well in the ACCs this year. We've historically done pretty well in the ACCs. Um, we get to host it soon. I think that, you know, there's definitely base for our program to grow, and I really want to be a part of that. I really want to be, like, one of the factors helping this team move forward. I know that we have some great people coming in soon. I know that we are going to have some great development from the people who are already around. I can see all of my teammates getting better as we practice and, like, learning and growing, and that's wonderful. Personally, outside of just performing better in collegiate, I haven't had a great season this year. I... I just haven't performed well. But, you know, nationally I've been performing pretty well and I want to put a little bit more of my focus into, you know, putting in good performances in national events, putting in good performances now that I've aged out of that, like, under-20 bracket into the serious Division One, Like, in fencing, it's not like the Div 1, Div 2, Div 3 set that schools have. Div 1 in fencing is just, like, the, the top cut of fencers who in the U.S. So I want to perform a little bit better in that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and I want to I want to demonstrate that... I can be like both a good fencer for this team and like a leader for my peers and my friends. Like I want to, I want to be able to put our best foot forward and really like show what UNC is capable of. So you kind of already talked about your how you would like to impact a little bit, but like how would you? How do you plan on impacting fencing at UNC? Um, maybe in the surrounding areas. Um, UNC, not UNC. I'm sorry, in the United States, anything like that. Impacting UNC fencing, I think, I think everyone can that is on our team right now can leave a mark like their their mark on UNC fencing, putting their best foot forward, being the best training partners, the best athletes they can be, putting a hundred percent in. I think that like we're all ready and willing to do that. Leaving my mark on the sport, I mean, <laughs> I haven't been around this sport very long, but I mean, I love it to death. I'll keep doing it until my body won't let me. I don't think necessarily that I'm in a position to say, like, I'm gunning for the Olympics or something like that. But at some point, um, because of uh, cost issues and some registration issues, um, I wasn't able to fence a World Cup, which is like the, the international level of competition before I aged out of the, the age where I probably would have been able to do it. But, you know, at some point, I'd probably like to, to fence representing the USA for a World Cup or a Grand Prix in the seniors division. I'd like to I'd like to leave a mark on the sport either as I mean not just in results but like as a person I want people to be able to like go yeah I remember Will Will was great or like uh, like at least speak well of me I wanna I wanna leave my mark in the people that knew me more than on the results sheet so I guess this is pretty much to wrap it up um if you could say anything to your younger self what would you say I would probably tell him my younger self despised everything about sports and athletics culture. He thought it was like, like when I was younger, I thought it was the dumbest thing ever that people would spend their time like watching, playing, in any way engaging with sports. I was like, this is a waste of time. Why is anyone doing this? If I would go back, I think it, I think I'd probably tell him to, to kind of stop being so close-minded about that. Like you're, Surprise, buddy. You're going to one of the biggest sports schools in the country. You're going to enjoy watching basketball games. You're going to go watch women's soccer games with your friends and have a great time. You're going to go and you're going to be a student athlete. And suddenly you're going to be surrounded by people who have been in this sports culture their whole lives. And, uh, you know, if I would, I kind of wish that I had gotten the head start on that as a kid that uh, I kind of denied myself by never really keeping an open mind towards it. 
Well, thank you so much for this episode, Will, and thank you for your time. Yeah, of course. Had a wonderful time. Okay, Beyond the Hill, we are out. Peace. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Beyond the Heel. If you like this episode, share it with a friend, teammate, fellow athlete, or coach. New episodes of Beyond the Heel come out the first Monday of every month, so follow or subscribe to us on whichever platform you use to stream so you can stay up to date with the incredible stories of your favorite UNC student athletes and more. You can also follow us at uncut underscore ch on Instagram to access videos and memorable moments from each week's episode or visit uncutchapelhill.com if you are interested in sharing your story. Thanks for listening and let's keep changing the narrative and putting the human before the student athlete.